Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Gnosis Bilosoff is in the business of microorganisms and biotransformation processes like fermentation that are used to cultivate things such as probiotics and nutritional yeast. To find out what all that means and how it's used to develop products, we are joined now by Gnosis Bilosoff General Manager, Mark Falouz. Welcome to the NutriCast, Mark. Oh, hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Gnosis Bilosoff uses, as I mentioned, these biotransformation processes, what is that for those who don't know? So biotransformation is a term that exists in other industries, uh, but not really in the human health sector. So we decided to use it uh, to describe our core capability. Biotransformation is a combination of processes occurring in nature, whereby a, a given microorganism, like a yeast or a bacteria, converts a basic compound, typically um, an energy source like a sugar, uh, into a health-promoting product. It can either be you know, deactivated microorganism like our nutritional yeast, a live microorganism like probiotics, or high value active molecule that is extracted from one of those microorganisms and then purified for pharmaceutical or nutritional application. At the core, this is a, you know, this is a very versatile and also sustainable technology platform. And I think it's, it's quite in sync with our times. How does the company actually use those things to develop products? So we use our core capabilities in research using those different technology platforms to serve, you know, serve the needs of our customers in, by developing different ingredients and solutions. You've noticed probably on our new website that we focused on five specific segments of application and we target those new developments on those five segments. The first one is uh, wellness and immune health. Uh, and of course, I guess to, to deal with the, the elephant in the room, you know, in, in 2020, it's, it's a pretty hot segment with immunity in the context that we know. The second one is uh, digestion and gut health that remains uh, a fairly large uh, segment in our industry. The third one is mobility and joint health, where we look at you know, joint health, bone health, and, and sport nutrition. Uh, there is reproduction and women health that is also maybe a, not quite the most served segment, but we feel it's a very important one. And then mood and cognitive health that is also one that is, I think, still, still a bit small, but it has a lot of potential and is also addressing some of what we see in the current uh, COVID environment. Is it fair to assume that the wellness and immunity health segment is probably your, your busiest and most robust segment? It is currently, for sure, you know, 2020, it's been the, the, the biggest uh, segment with some, some ups and downs and some challenges. You know, there's a lot of claims out there that are, I would call that in the gray zone, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to, to stick to the line. Uh, we don't want to overpromise on what our products do, but we feel we have some interest offering in that space. Uh, we have a spore former, Bacillus subtilis, that can be great for functional food application. We also have nutritional yeast. I think that's going to continue for, for some time. Uh, the immunity is going to remain hot uh, because of the context we're in. Uh, I think over time, though, if you look at maybe going into next year, I expect you know, some other trends are going to come back. You know, CBD was like so, so hot last year and then was completely overshadowed by immunity this year. 
may come back in the U.S. market. Uh, you know, Nutrition Business Journal data uh, puts out there. Yeah, I think there's going to be a rebalancing probably in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. I think it's safe to say that immunity has just been at top of mind for everybody. Really, the, the challenge is for everybody, all the, you know, all our industry colleagues working in new product development and formulation. Uh, there's only so many new products that you can take on. There's also, there was also the challenge of, you know, for some of us are working from home, working in, in, in challenging conditions. And so I think everybody was trying to get out there to catch that wave on immunity and to serve the needs of the consumers with new product. And of course, you know, if you, if you focus all that energy on immunity, uh, there's only so much else you can, uh, you can bring to market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you of your five segments, we talked about immunity being one of the busiest ones, but what would you say is maybe the most overlooked segment? I would probably say, you know, reproduction and women health is probably one that would, you know, deserve more innovation and more recognition. You know, if you look in that segment, there's a lot of probiotics, but there's so much more that can be done. And I think if, you know, if we look at women health, historically, it's been a bit more, a bit too focused, maybe on some specific areas. There's a more holistic view that can be taken on the different stages of life of women and the different stages where we can have meaningful solutions for them. And I think it's going to grow in, in the coming years, and we want to we want to be part of that. Uh, you know, today today we are, we have you know we have some probiotics like other players. We're also a very active player in the folate space with Quatrefolic, and, and we are pushing that category because we feel there's more application in women's health that can be gained. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more because if you think about it, women make up fifty percent of the population. At some point, every woman's going to go through say menopause. And historically, that's really been one category that's been overlooked. So it, it's nice to hear that you are ready to take on that challenge. Yeah, women obviously, you know, account for fifty percent of the population, but they play an over, overwhelming uh, role in preserving and caring for the health of families. They oftentimes they have the you know they have that leadership role and are proactive in doing so. And so we we want to make sure we can talk to them in a meaningful way with solutions that resonate with them as well. For themselves and and not just for the broader population. Mm-hmm. I read that your business unit draws on uh, a focused research and application capabilities. Uh, what exactly are those capabilities? Well, probably you know to put things in in context. You know, two years ago uh, that uh, merger between Le Saf and Neosis. Uh, Le Saf has over 160 years of experience in fermentation. And so, of course, we leverage that uh, fermentation being at the core of what we do to develop and produce uh, sustainably innovative products using that platform. Now, what was interesting also combining this with Neosis was to leverage what Neosis had been building in terms of optimizing how those microorganisms, either yeast or bacteria, are also capable of producing high-value, you know, high-potency bioactives to, you know, to be extracted and used as ingredients in our industry and for human health benefits. And combining these two, we have the, the platform of Le SAF, we have the innovation and the research aspect of Neosis with those bioactives that complement the probiotics and nutritional yeast historically developed by, by Le SAF. The, those three platforms are very nicely uh, complementary to each other, and we feel we're, we have that gives us a pretty unique positioning 
uh, to, to leverage those three different types of product in combining for uh, differentiating solutions for our customers. But we also know that we are larger investing in pre-formulation and formulation capabilities to best guide our clients in how they can use our product and how to best uh, tailor and develop finished product around them. I was reading that your business unit collaborates with dietary supplement, functional food and beverage, pharmaceutical brands, and a few others to develop products. What are some of those things that you're working on with dietary supplement clients specifically? Well, the first thing, the first thing we see, the pace of innovation is accelerating. And then if you look at what you were mentioning about immunity, that's a good illustration. Something happens out there in our day-to-day lives, and then the brands want to go out and react and, and bring a relevant product to the consumer. And so time to market, the ability to turn around a product in no time is very important. So we see more and more demand for that from customers, uh, that ability for us as an innovation partner to develop full-fledged solutions, obviously letting them guide and choose, but uh, having that palette, uh, that range of options that they can choose from. For the rest, we are active in uh, dietary supplement, as you mentioned, but we are also expanding uh, more food-oriented matrices and formats to appeal to consumers for them to get their, I'd say, health-promoting product. I read somewhere that you called biotransformation an untapped resource. Why do you think it's so untapped? Why aren't people tapping into that? There's, there's different, there's different aspects to that. You know, the level of science that it takes to really bring something from the lab to you know, commercial scale is quite time-consuming and, and resource-intensive. It can take many years, oftentimes, to go from A to Z uh, with that type of technology. So you need, you need the backing, you need the, the, the financial uh, strength of a s- somewhat large company to be able to, to push this. There are different players out there that do this, maybe not like the way we do, but they are, and, but there could be more. And what is uh, exciting also about that technology platform is the sustainability dimension. And, and I think there's opportunity to expand there, to do more and, and continue to push the sustainability agenda in our industry as well, to expand the value of the, the products that we bring to our customers. The last thing I should mention also that, that explains that untapped potential is it, it is fairly capital intensive. If I put aside the jargon, the point is to be able to produce at scale those fancy ingredients, it takes massive investment in production facilities. And so there again, you know, it's something where in, with our industry being a, a mix of very large players and, and some more nimble, uh, smaller, innovative players, Not everyone can play in that space because it can be quite costly. Quite costly and very competitive. It is for the companies that have decided to pursue that uh, technology. You can push the science as far as you want. You see what's happening, for example, in probiotics, because it's also based on fermentation. If you just go back a few years ago, it was all about plain probiotics and, and how many and billions of CFUs, uh, but now the consumer is more discerning. There's um, more understanding about different strains and specific benefits. And so it, it pushes both the innovation opportunity for companies in the space, but also the, the competition, because everybody wants to uh, bring innovative ideas and solutions to consumers at the best cost in the shortest time. So yeah, it's pretty, it's getting competitive. 
You recently unveiled a new fully integrated brand and business strategy. What all goes into that? What does that entail? So if you go back about two years ago, uh, that's when Le Saf, uh, as I've mentioned, acquired you know, Neosis Advanced Bio Research. And at the time, we got our new name and a new logo. Uh, in the last two years, there's been quite a few internal changes to modernize the, the organization and prepare for, for scaling up and uh, an ambitious growth story. We've done our soul searching as well to be able now to go outside and tell uh, what uh, what is a combined team and, and project we're about and what we can offer to customers and, and consumers. So as you said, in starting this conversation, at the heart of what we do in our strategy is that continuous focus on microorganisms and biotransformation processes, which of course we use to develop solutions for human health and, and well-being. That's part of our belief internally that all parts of our body must be functioning at their best. And so that's why we target those five segments that I've mentioned to help people move better, digest better, age better, feel better, and ultimately live better. Uh, and so that's why we focus on that, uh, on that catchphrase of, you know, we explore life to improve living. I like that. It's that connection between the, the living microorganisms and the benefits we want to bring out there to, to end consumers. I've talked to a few different companies about this, and I'm curious, does your business strategy include emergency plans such as an unforeseen weather catastrophe or another wave of COVID? The last few months have uh, given us reason to, to be prepared, right? Uh, you know, during the, the first wave here in Europe, during the first wave of uh, COVID-19, we were fortunate to see the, the results of a dedication uh, and compliance with the, the, the high safety protocols we had set in place for our employees in our factories as well to keep them safe and productive. So we were fortunate that everybody's health was okay and, and business remained pretty okay in that period as well. We're also fortunate that we're a global company and we span sectors such as pharmaceuticals and supplement and functional foods. So if one of the segment or one of the region is a bit down, there's always another one to sort of compensate from a business standpoint. So we've been, uh, we've been fortunate there, but we're, we're cautious. I think now we're pretty well prepared and we're also optimistic because that, that will only last for so long, uh, that sort of uh, situation. And by being prepared, we look at uh, the opportunities that are out there. Does that help with the supply chain issues? You know, one of the benefits of biotransformation and fermentation is that we control everything. That's part of our uh, business model to produce uh, mostly internally and for that's also a value we bring to our customers. In certain ways, what you see is, is what you get. That is, customers can come visit our facilities, see where the product is manufactured. And that, that is a strong benefit also in the current environment. And that also means it's very localized. We know precisely what we produce and we can uh, optimize that supply chain with our different sites uh, to bring it closer, uh, staying available for our customers. So having that fully integrated supply chain is helpful, but when you think about all these different facilities and and things going on across the globe, how do you stay on top of all of those regulations? It plays to our advantage, I would say. Uh, We are active, uh, we're also active in the pharmaceutical space. And so we have a staff of regulatory colleagues that is uh, extremely uh, talented and and broad in, in scope. 
And so they sort of cover those different segments and making sure that they use what we've learned to master in terms of high quality and, and regulatory expectations in, in the pharmaceutical space. And we apply that in the way we approach the, the nutrition space uh, because quality, transparency, and, and, and regulatory support are also benefits that we want to bring to our customers to make it easier for them to, to feel safe in bringing product to market where they do business. Pharma and nutraceuticals do have a lot in common. However, there are so many differences, as I'm sure you know. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see? And perhaps maybe one thing that's easier in pharma is really difficult in Nutra. Uh, so the, the two have a lot in common in terms of, of production. Of course, the context, especially from a regulatory standpoint, is very different. One thing that is quite different and probably easier in pharma, at least in terms of a framework and expectation, is the proof of efficacy and the substantiation of the benefit. Pharma is very well defined, there's some expectation, but that's a model, you know, the type of clinical trials you do in pharma, you have a very solid uh, framework for clinical trials. In nutrition, you cannot uh, apply that same standard and same expectations to all your ingredients in terms of demonstrating effectiveness or benefits for, for people. So it takes a little bit more creativity, keeping that within good scientific rigor uh, to devise, to design the right clinical studies that can help illustrate how people will benefit from our product. So it's about adapting to that market and making sure we develop science that speaks to consumers and give them the confidence that what they're paying for is actually providing benefit. The consumer base is quite different when you compare pharma versus Nutra. Absolutely. You know, if you look in the, on the pharma side, you're, on the, you're in the uh, curative space. You have people that have demonstrated and identified pathologies or diseases, which, of course, we don't uh, you know, actively target in the nutrition space for different reasons. One, you know, of course, the regulatory context is different. You're not supposed to cure pathologies with supplements. You're supposed to help people maintain their health capital. And also, the, it's a different population, much broader. So if you're not in huge kind of life-threatening pain and you just have some discomfort from one, you know, something happening in your body, then the burden of proof of benefit is different. You need to, you need to design that differently. I think you said it pretty well when you said pharma is well-defined because a lot of people often find that nutraceuticals are not well-defined. There are gray areas and often it's pretty confusing for a lot of people who are especially starting off in the business. It's an interesting comparison. Many people have that perception of the nutrition industry not being really much uh, regulated, yet, especially in the US, you have that whole Duchesne framework that is, that is pretty well explained, yet I think it's still a fairly open framework and not everybody in our industry necessarily feels the same way about the, the, the burden of the proof and demonstrating the benefit to consumers. And I think that's where the industry and the, the players that really want to push the envelope on the science can help, speaking for a company that is a supplier uh, of solutions to nutrition brands, Players like us and the brands we work with can push the envelope in terms of consumer education to help them understand the scientific principles and what they're getting when they buy a supplement uh, online or at the store. 
Education is definitely key when it comes to these consumers and getting them to understand your product. How do you explain things to them in a way that they understand and really get that science across? As a supplier, we typically work as a partner to our customers. We work with them in uh, explaining the science, in going over our clinical studies and explaining uh, the reasons why you know, a specific trial was designed this way and what we can infer from that. Now, you know, the, in terms of regulatory context, it's also the responsibility of the brands to choose how they want to market that and how they want to write a claim and that's going to support their, their product. We help them, we advise, we provide context and, and scientific guidance that we feel is the best way we can, we can work with them. What are some of the biggest questions that brands ask you about or biggest concerns? Typically, you know, one of the questions is about, it's about stability. It's about how a product is going to behave once it's placed in a, for example, in a food matrix, as opposed to a tablet or capsule are more customary in, in supplements. Uh, that's one that comes back quite a bit. Uh, the origin of the product is also a, a strong one, I think, in the current environments and, and the sort of challenges in supply chain that you were talking about. People want transparency. They want to, under, they want to understand where the product comes from. I always tend to sort of uh, equate transparency and authenticity. People want that connection. They want to feel that it's good for them. It's, it's real. And so you know, we want to, to have an answer for that. And so part of having that in-house manufacturing is also an element where we can demonstrate the, the reliability and that transparency in the supply chain that our customers can then take to consumers in their demonstration of, of transparency. That goes in the same way in that story of clean label uh, with fewer ingredients and easier to understand. That also goes with the sustainability aspect that I was mentioning earlier. At the end of the day, it's a broader definition of impact and the impact we can have on, on people. And, and our customers are sensitive to that. Definitely. What are some things that you're working on right now? Anything that you can tell us about that's in the pipeline? Oh boy. Uh, one thing I can tell you is that, of course, we've been known for our yeast product, our probiotics, and the specific molecules that we produce from biotransformation, we are exploring other microorganisms other than yeast and bacteria. So we're bringing some, some of that innovation to market in the not so distant future. We want to expand, you know, leverage our fermentation platform to do that, bring and bring that innovation to customers. Also working on that specific high value molecule that I talked about before. There's a whole lot that can be done there. Microorganisms have a potential produce uh, a lot of those uh, specific molecules. It's just about knowing how to work with them. And that creates a stable, uh, reproducible and sustainable channel to make them available for consumers. So there's, a, there's going to be some of that in the not so distant future. Lots of exciting things to look forward to. Mark Falouz, Exploring Life to Improve Living. Thank you so much for coming on the NutraCast today. Thank you, If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.